Hello and welcome to Relevant Tones. My name is Austin Williams. You just heard the piece Regeneration by the Tontine Ensemble off of their new album Dogma Protocol. Tontine Ensemble is an improvising string quartet consisting of violin, viola, cello, and bass. I had the absolute pleasure, honor, and joy of chatting with the bass player Barry Paul Clark of the ensemble. Tontine is based in Milwaukee, and they've collaborated with many different artists, ranging from ballet to visual artists, and they truly just capture the spirit of what it means to improvise, ranging from completely free improvisation to more structured outlets. Before we jump into the interview, here's another short work of theirs from the same album called Call Signal. Call Signal by Tontine Ensemble off the new album Dogma Protocol. Now here is the interview with Barry Paul Clark. Please enjoy. Improvisation is a part of a lot of my creative practices. Mm -hmm. And I guess that that is whether I'm doing, you know, a performance or recording of improvised music or if I'm in any other sort of, um, you know, creative ensemble, Mm -hmm. whatever it might be. Like there's always some sort of element of improvisation. and that's just, again, that's just kind of part of what I try to implement in a lot of my practices. But So it's a very deliberate decision to, you know, put yourself in those, I guess, ensembles or situations where you're improvising or you're doing Yeah, or, or, or that's just part of the um, creative process, sure. I guess, you yeah. know. Um, and that, that's, that's sort of come from, you know, like I have a my background i guess you could say or like origins of music you know i'm um in my immediate family i'm kind of the only musically inclined one like Mm -hmm. i have some aunts uncles cousins who are you know involved in creative stuff but as far as my immediate family goes um i was kind of the only one that um showed uh interest in pursuing music and i've always wanted to be a bass player um, it's, it's one of those things that when I was a child and, uh, the, you know, elementary school music programs are like, Oh, what instruments do you want to play? And all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. I, I gravitated towards bass because I sort of knew that, um, obviously there's exceptions to all this, but most music and most express creative expressions, recorded expressions, whatever they might be, have some sort of element that occupies the bass territory, Yeah, you know? So it's like an adaptable yeah, um, that's a really keen insight for someone who's probably, I would imagine, you were young. Yeah, I mean, I was, in, I was in. Well, I was so I was in the fourth grade. Yeah, yeah. At that point, you know, I was into like 
skateboarding and like Mm -hmm. a lot of like, you know, just being a kid, it just energy and and creativity and stuff like that. Visual art. I liked, you know, painting and Mm -hmm. all that stuff when I was a kid and did a lot of photography when I was younger Mm -hmm. and all that. So I was like always interested in, um, yeah, just pursuing creativity in whatever form I guess I could. For sure. Um, And yeah, like I was always into, um, I, I guess just like a creative and, and like intense, um, expressions, you know, I did, I did have some jazz background. I did the, the jazz bands in middle school, yeah, and high school yeah. and the, the youth orchestra, like Milwaukee, the Milwaukee Youth Symphony Orchestra. Mm-hmm. I was in that for a few years as, as, as a younger player. And, you know, that's a really great program. And, yeah. and then, yeah, I, I decided to pursue music at a, at a higher education level. And I went into, um, classical music yeah classical performance because at that time you know as as a teenager i thought well you know the again this is me you know sort of being in my own little bubble in my own little world as i think we all were when we were younger Mm -hmm. to a certain degree Mm -hmm. i thought you know pursuing the classical thing is like it could be as broad of a spectrum musically that Mm -hmm. could sort of put me on paths Mm -hmm. as i so chose yeah as they presented themselves yeah kind of makes sense you know just sort of like oh it's like at, at that time, I understood it as, like, the oldest form of music and all that sure. kind of stuff, even though all that's obviously not true. But you know, <laughs> I, sort of, I sort of understood it that way. So I thought, like, oh, this is sort of as, as broad of a um, palette I can put myself on. Yeah, yeah. Well, every t- I feel like every I had so many teachers saying like you should pursue classical because you're going to get your technique or like right. you know that, that, that was that like kind thing. of thing. They're yeah, gonna, like going to learn like your technique or you're uh-huh. going to get your chops from like classical. And, like I think there is there is something like to be said for that. Absolutely. For sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and so like I I went into my undergrad actually with like a jazz focus. Okay. Um, and I just got really into. And with jazz, they, you do a lot of writing and improvising, obviously. Sure. Yeah, and, so, yeah. and I just got way more interested in the writing aspect of it. And so that was like my transition into like composition mm-hmm. away from like bass performance kind of yeah, thing. Yeah. Um, and I know you compose, obviously, and improvise. So I'm kind of curious, like what um, what was like the shift or like what was the, the inclination to go like into that? Well, I can tell you exactly. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So speaking of collegiate level things. I, I grew up and currently live in Wauwatosa, Wisconsin, which is a connected suburb of Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. And, you know, growing up in that area, um, I wanted to leave. I think a lot of people that grow up in an area for a, and sort of go through their, you know, um, younger stage development, creative development, mm-hmm. they just, they want to get out and they want to yeah. go pursue it. So I was dead set on going to New York City to get a degree. Okay. Which I did, and I, I went to the Manus College of Music at the New School, mm-hmm. and probably, I mean, it was sometime in my junior year when you sort of see the finish line, and you sort of have different paths you can take after you get that degree. It was, I, I realized the um, the competitive aspect of the the education, the conservatory, mm-hmm. uh, you know, sort of environment I was in yeah. was not feeling very good. Yeah. The, the competition level of it. And, and the, I know things, you know, at the new school and, and, and I, especially in, in this, you know, cause I was in college from 2005 to 2009. So the mm-hmm. idea of social media was brand new. Mm-hmm. Um, there were, uh, ways in which the music industry and being a freelance professional, the way that you operate, 
in that realm nowadays was a lot different back then mm -hmm. and, you know wasn't as independent as it is now mm -hmm. so a lot of my education was was under the umbrella of like if you're not practicing somebody else is and they're going to beat you mm -hmm. so you need to be practicing because you need to win yeah and i was like this just doesn't feel very good yeah. i'm interested in creating new things and i'm interested in being a part of a community rather yeah. than you know trying to you know, elbow your way past people or, or step on people. I can't remember the, there's a jazz musician that, that was like scoffing at the, the Thelonious Monk competition or whatever. Right. And they, they were like, that's the like competitions are for like horses and like, you know, whatever. Oh, that's a... Uh, I can't remember the quote I think exactly. that was, Boulez said something along the lines of, or maybe it was Bartok. Oh, okay. Who said something along the lines of like competition is, is for horses or something, or sports and horses. Or yeah, like yeah. That. And it's like not for music and, yeah. and, and, or any sort of creative creativity. It's like that type, you know, art is such a um, ubiquitous and universal thing that it's like, we should really be fostering and, and putting energy towards the, the community aspects of what art can create mm -hmm. rather than the like, who's the best and why. Yeah, exactly. You know? Thank you. 
I just sort of got into the the freelance circuit through the help of some, you know, former teachers and, you know, musical colleagues that were still in the Milwaukee area. Mm-hmm. I was able to get into um, some of the uh, regional symphonies, sure. like in southeastern Wisconsin, and, and start freelancing that way. And then, of course, you know, as you... Um, you know, become present in those communities. There's other opportunities that present themselves sure. and things like that. Got it. Um, but one real sort of turning point that made me realize like, oh, there's actually like a, a pretty uh, deep community of creative people in Milwaukee is when um, we, and I'll explain the we, but uh, <laughs> we, we started um, an event called Unrehearsed, okay. MKE which uh, was started by my good friend, uh, Devin Drobka, who's a percussionist, drummer. Um, we grew up together and he's, he's, he's the person that I, I mean, I still make music with him. We're in a variety of performing projects together mm-hmm. and him and I have been playing music together since we were like 14 years old. Cool. So we've been playing together for a really long yeah. time. He went out uh, to the East Coast as well and was at Berkeley, and then he also spent a few years in New York. Um, we overlapped a little bit, but then he moved back to the Milwaukee area in 2012 and was interested in starting an improvised performance event. Cool. So we started this thing called Unrehearsed, or he started this thing called Unrehearsed MKE, and after uh, a couple months of events, he brought myself and a saxophone player and composer named Steve Gallum. Okay. He brought us on to sort of be co-curators of the event. Cool. And because we all sort of have, you know, we all overlap, but we all have slightly different um, community backgrounds. So we were just able to bring in, um, you know, different creative people. And the whole premise of of Unrehearsed was just to bring performing artists together Mm -hmm. and do a spontaneous performance. Sure. You know, in whatever iteration of a group that we decided to put together. Cool. And the the sort of um, mission statement was, hey, let's bring these people together, let's have this shared experience of an improvised performance, and then hopefully you folks will like say, hey, let's go make a record together, or let's go work on this together, sure. or like, let's go make more music. Mm-hmm. And we are in our, I mean, February of 2023, we'll, be, we'll have been doing it for 10 years. Wow. So we started it in February of 2013, and uh-huh. it's been um, every single month on the first Sunday of the month. And that includes, you know, even the last couple of years, we've been able to shift it to a digital live stream kind of thing with wow. the pandemic. And, cool. and it's just been, um, it's been really wonderful. And that, that has been, uh, the Unrehearsed community has been something that has really sort of grounded me and kept me in Milwaukee because, I mean, all you had to do was, I shouldn't say all you had to do, but part of the, the magic of it was you just had to give somebody an outlet to mm-hmm. do that sort of thing and bring like-minded people into the room together. Yeah. And then you realize like, wow, like we're saying, like communities get smaller mm-hmm. the further you sort of reach out. Yeah. So like all of these people came together and I mean, we're talking, if, if I were to go over the rosters of the people that have played at these events over the last nearly 10 years, it's hundreds and hundreds of musicians sure. and dancers and some visual artists and some spoken word artists. Yeah. And it's all these people that have been, you know, in the Milwaukee area or in the, the Midwest region. And it's just been um, really powerful to just have that community of, of creative people who use improvisation as a practice. Yeah. Yep. Um, and there's been other events and uh, different bands and projects and record and recordings and things that have 
had a genesis in unrehearsed, and that includes my string quartet Tantine Ensemble. Yeah. I met those people, um, or uh, two of the quartet members, uh, uh, our violist Molly Lieberman and our cellist Pat Reinholtz, I met them directly through Unrehearsed. Cool. And then Alan Russell, our violinist, we had worked on a project before Unrehearsed started, but he was he was quick to sort of get into that community as well. Sure. So it was just, yeah, that's the Unrehearsed MKE community, you know, just to sort of circle back around on your question, is that was that was sort of one of the defining moments that made me realize, like, oh, I can, I think I can have a career in Milwaukee. Cool. I think I can make... Uh, make music here and and create community here and, and you know. great. So a uh, large reason why you're here today is I would love for you to talk about. Um, you just mentioned your string quartet, Tontine Ensemble, mm-hmm. uh, and you guys had a new album that was released. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. yeah, the Tontine Ensemble um, is a new music and improvising string quartet, and we have been performing together. And, and working together um, since 2014. Mm-hmm. And like I had mentioned, you know, I, I, I had met the other members, Alan Russell's violinist, Molly Lieberman viola, Pat Reinhold's cello, and then myself on bass. Um, we had met through the unrehearsed community, but we, we first got together and played, or recorded together um, for a project that sort of ebbs and flows from uh, Dave Shepke, who's who's been in the Milwaukee music scene for a long, long time, and he's a drummer mm-hmm. and um, recording engineer. And he had, a, a, like I said, a project that kind of ebbs and flows called Blank Radio, where he would bring people together, okay. improvise in his studio, record it. You know, after X number of months, he put out a little compilation and say, hey, here's sure. you know, that kind of thing. So we cool. got to, when Dave asked me, hey, I'd love to do some string improvisation. Do you know any folks? And I was like, oh, yeah, well, you know, we've been doing this unrehearsed thing for a little bit now, and I know about these other folks. So mm-hmm. we came together and did, you know, not under the umbrella of Tontine Ensemble, just, you know, four string musicians coming together in the studio, yeah. and did this uh, blank radio session with Dave Shefke. And after that, it was like, okay, this this feels good. This is a cool energy. Let's pursue this. Yeah, and, yeah.
the, there's elements that involve improvisation or allow for improvisation. You know, part of what we do as Tantine Ensemble is, I mean, we do sort of run the spectrum of what uh, is considered improvisation where, you know, we can do totally free, mm -hmm. kind of just like, let's play. Yeah. To, you know, setting up parameters or certain um, chance operations that will help determine either format or, you know, style of performance or things like that. Sure, sure. So the, the last record that we did, uh, Dogma Protocol, mm -hmm. um, that is a, a batch of recordings that we've that we accumulated over uh, the summer of 2021 when we actually started getting back together in person sure. after, you know, the, the vaxes and everything was like, we felt pretty good about getting yeah. back together. Yeah. So then we just, you know, started um, accumulating recordings and, and putting a variety of parameters on them and yeah, cool. like using chance operations or indeterminacy to, to sort of dictate what might happen. Yeah. And, you know, so of the other, I think there's 10 tracks, Get nine, ten tracks, um, and I, I like, um, I love small pieces or like just like small musical moments. And oh, I like sure. that on this album. There's mm -hmm. like a track that's only like forty five seconds long, mm -hmm. or like, and then you have other tracks that are Could be like, like ten, yeah. ten minutes to whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so you have a variety on here, and then. Um, just in the description I was reading it, it says it's all improvised, but were you guys, like you mentioned before, you were implementing um, parameters or chance operations to mm -hmm. like kind of guide the different tracks or? Yeah, for, for, for some of them, we, they were um, totally free and in our, dis in our discography, which is all on, on our band camp, mm -hmm. there, there are completely free um, improvisations and then in, um, stuff on dogma protocol there's and i can't even remember specifically because like i said this like those recordings sort of represent maybe like four to six months of just, just you know yeah. weekly to bi-weekly mm -hmm. sort of practice session or set rehearsal sessions that would turn into recording sessions kind cool. of thing yeah um but it, it, it could be something as as ethereal as like let the cellist i mean this is just hypothetical kind yeah. of thing, but like let the cellist be the melody sure you know what, and then you know you sort of put that through your improvisation practice lens, mm -hmm. you know? and then also too, we all all the members in this quartet do come from a classical performance background, mm -hmm. you know, as well as you know being involved in a lot of other genres and communities. Mm -hmm. But we, I think that kind of what makes a Tantine Ensemble unique is that like we can put the more traditional roles of the instrument you know, like bass player providing harmony or rhythm sure. and then, you know, viola providing harmony or, you know, cello melody, but, you know, there's like things that like in more traditional classical, you're not like always sense. reinventing the wheel. No, yeah. it's like sometimes it's just like you just play your role, yeah. but yeah. you do it in an improvisation setting and yeah. it's like something unique and interesting can present itself. Totally. And I think, and even too like improvisation does have ties into the history of classical music when you think about you know Bach and Mozart and the idea of like cadenzas and concertos just sort of being they're just ripping yeah you know? like, <laughs> yeah and it's yeah. you know like that kind of thing and and yeah. even the genesis of composed music it's like the idea has to come from somewhere right and you have to try something which right. trying something is an improvised practice. Right. Right. You know? So I, I think too, there's, 
or, you know, there's usually a lot of separation between the idea of world, the worlds of like, oh, classical stuff in a concert hall mm-hmm. and improvised music in some basement somewhere. You mm-hmm. know, there's this huge, but really there's, I think there's a lot more threads that connect it than, totally. than things that divide it. Yeah. Yeah. Know? So on the topic of collaboration, uh, something I came across and, the Tontine portfolio was your work with the Milwaukee Ballet. Oh, sure. Um, and it just looks fascinating. I'm kind of curious about the process mm. and what that was like. And uh, yeah. Yeah. So Tontine Ensemble has, and all of us individually, but, you know, we have been able to work closely with a few different dance organizations. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them, like you mentioned, the Milwaukee Ballet. We've done... Um, performances with dance works which is another group in milwaukee um mm-hmm. we're pretty heavily tied in just again through creative community stuff through the uw milwaukee dance department mm-hmm. um this next weekend thursday through sunday which i believe is the 28th through, of april through the first of may yep. we're working with um the uwm dance department for their spring dances event cool. and there's a choreographer don springer we're sort of reinventing a piece that was brought to us by our violinist, Alan Russell, that we did a few years ago, um, sort of pre-pandemic era, that we did for another dance event with DanceWorks. And now the, what UWM does with their spring dances and their winter dances is it's sort of a, show, like a semester showcase of the students, the choreographers, mm-hmm. the faculty, and it's just like, hey, end of semester, here's a performance event. That's so cool. So we're doing, um, we're going to be a part of their spring dances event this next weekend, doing um, doing a piece in collaboration with uh, the choreographer, Don Springer. Cool. But yeah, we've worked with uh, the Milwaukee Ballet a few times. They, while the ballet, you know, they're, they're a, a higher level arts organization and they yeah. do the, you know, more traditional rep stuff, but each season they do... Uh, new choreography, you know, new performance kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, one of their events a few years ago involved um, collaborating directly with a variety of, of Milwaukee musicians. So okay. we were uh, fortunate enough to be included on that. And we worked with uh, uh, Garrett Glassman, who's a, a member at the Milwaukee Ballet. He choreographed a new piece. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it was just a really nice experience. Was that, how, was that piece... Um improvise by you guys or was it more it, it started as you know the the collaborative process you know i i found you know working with dancers a lot of times a collaborative you the collaborative process sort of begins with like having a discussion having a conversation yeah. having you know using words to sort of represent what the ideas mm-hmm. might be imagining um so it, it's it again it, it kind of fit into the 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 performance practice and, and composition practice of Tantin Ensemble where it's like let's improvise a thing and yeah. then oh here it reached this territory now let's get over here and focus on that and you kind of just whittle it down into a thing sure. and okay. you know working alongside Garrett um, for him to sort of guide because he you know obviously was choreographing it so he better sort of understood. <laughs> that kind of energy. So yeah, it was just a lot of like him sitting in on improvisation practices okay. and sort of just reaching territory, yeah. and, you know, so that was the choreography performs. more or less established before um, the music was introduced or it, it, elements of it were, okay. but just like any other 
you know, collaboration. Things it's like change it, things and, change, things are malleable, things yeah. adapt. And, cool. and it's sort of, again, like I sort of previously mentioned, it, it, it sort of can reach new tech, new, new territory that was previously unknown yeah through the collaboration totally you know? yeah so that's that's kind of how that happened yeah it was the what it what it what, i forget the name of it uh i want to say fixation but it wasn't that um i forget the name of what the the piece was called on on youtube but the just like the static like tube tvs oh sure sure and yeah it's like this this like treating this like you know piece of technology like this total object that they're mm-hmm. just like everyone was like trading like their yeah. fixation. I just thought that was like, and then I think it was 2016 was the the, the date stamped on it. And I'm that just, sounds about right. and I'm, you know, I thinking about, you know, I feel like our relationship with technology was just like, you know, ex- I mean, we're still on like an exponential curve. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, and we always will be, but like at that point, like, everyone had a smartphone every like social media was like, you know, yeah. peaking all this stuff. And so, right. you know, the, this idea of like, you know, this group of, um, of, um, people moving around this, like, you know, technological object is very, mm-hmm. it was very like compelling to me sure. um, and yeah. the music, like, I think also really captured this, I, that, that idea of like, you know, everyone being like fixated on this thing oh, or like, kind of like this, like, yeah. 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 Um, no, that, yeah, that was a, that was a fun process and sort of a proud realization, you know, when that was, that was performed. Yeah. Uh,
and yeah, it's, it's like you're saying, it's like when you're in the, the now, it's like you think, oh, wow, we're really connected to technology. But it's like you fast forward a couple of years yeah. and you're like, whoa, we thought we were connected yeah. then, but holy cow, look where we're at now, you know? So Yeah, yep. uh, yeah. so, I, you know, I, I, that piece was just incredibly compelling um, and I, I enjoyed watching that. Yeah. Um, and I, I guess the, the last point or like question I would love to hear more elaborated on is um, you mentioned that your um, violinist um, wrote the string quartet that you guys performed. So when a member of your ensemble comes in with something that's a bit more of like a full, fully conceived idea, what's, how does that differ then? And, and I can probably think of like the obvious ways it differs from like coming into something that's more like mm-hmm. um, more, more free improvisation, but what, what's, what's the ensemble like shift or like, what's the, the process? Uh-huh. Well, when we come in with ideas or, or, you know, slightly more realized things, I think, you know, again, just because, or just um, as a sort of a byproduct of our classical backgrounds, it's like we all can sort of, you know, assume roles a little bit mm-hmm. and, you know, leadership gets sort of delegated. Um, if someone were to bring more, you know, through composed ideas sure. or, or, you know, hypothetical things. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, it it can really only, I guess, be um, explained, or not even explained, but like, we've been, you know, Tantin Ensemble has been making music together for about eight years now, mm-hmm. and we just really know each, we know each other really well. Sure. So like you can really like just through that experience of um, improvising and performing alongside people, you can sort of understand their language and understand their personality totally a little bit. So the, the more we play and the more we, you know, continue to work together, it's like almost the simpler it becomes sure. because, you know, you just sort of understand how to communicate and, and whether it's musically or, 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 you know, verbally communicate with, with them. Totally. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's, and I talk to, you know, my students about improvisation a lot and, and what it sort of means to improvise because that can be a very, very broad term, but yeah. it can also be um, sort of boiled down to the idea of it's, it's, it's a language and it's just about communicating the vocabulary of your language. It's like you don't have to reach a certain milestone to be able to improvise. You just have to right. be able to listen and also express it's very personal in that way too. Yeah. yeah. And I think everybody has their, and everyone talks about language when, you know, um, improvisation comes up, which makes sense. But mm-hmm. to me, that also just means like everyone has their own, you know, personal dialect. Everyone has their own flavor right. that they're going to yeah. obviously bring to the table. Yeah. And that is, that's, that's cool when, you know, you're with an ensemble or a group of people long enough and you, yeah, you genuinely just start to have conversations musically. Um, yeah. and that's, I think that's when a lot of these, um, truly unique moments happen. Right. Know? Yeah. 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 Absolutely. I guess I would just like to, to I guess mention too, because I know you mentioned before we got into that no. conversation just yeah. about things to plug or things to talk about. Yeah, please. Um, the uh, the pandemic has brought a few things out of me um, that I didn't think I would do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one of them was uh, build a website. Okay. You know, I yeah. sort of I sort of just like rested on the social media laurels for a while mm-hmm. but as we continue down that path uh that it it is 
becoming more and more apparent that that's just flypaper. Yep. A lot of times it's yep. not really getting you anywhere, but yep. it's certainly sticky. So I'm trying <laughs> to um, I'm trying to funnel everything through my website, which is just my full name, BarryPaulClark.com. Cool. Uh, there's no E's in there. Uh, cool. <laughs> BarryPaulClark.com. <laughs> And yeah, I keep an updated list of, of projects and events and goings on. Cool. Um, uh, it's, it's tomorrow. So, you know, people most likely won't be able to experience it. But, uh, another thing that I started getting to in the pandemic was getting into filmmaking. Cool. I'm a really into, you know, watching movies. I've had been privileged enough to, to do some score and composition stuff for, for films before, but now I'm getting into more experimental filmmaking and, and cool. um, uh, a short film I did that is uh, sort of set to music for my uh, solo electronic music project, which is called Adopt a Highway. I did a, a short film uh, for that with a choreographer named Mariah Crocker, uh, who's out of, uh, she teaches at Lawrence University in Appleton. Okay. That's going to be part of the Milwaukee Film Festival. Cool. Um, and that's taking place uh, on the 25th of April, which is tomorrow. So many folks probably won't be able to see it. But there's other video projects that I have uh, irons in the festival fire for. So cool. um, hopefully I'll be able to show some of those films in some festivals. Okay. And then, yeah, all the all the bands and projects that I'm in from Tantine Ensemble to some of the more, um, you know, folk or traditional music projects, the orchestra stuff. All that's you know on that website, barrymoreclark.com. Awesome. So, Great. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That was Splatter by Tontine Ensemble off of their most recent album, Dogma Protocol, which we just talked about. Please find out more about Tontine Ensemble on their Bandcamp, bandcamp.com slash Tontine Ensemble. And also please check out Barry Clark's information at barrypaulclark.com. I've been your host, Austin Williams, and it's been a pleasure to talk about music and Barry's music and improvisation and everything that comes along with that. As always, Relevant Tones is a product of Access Contemporary Music. Find out more at acmusic.org.
Thanks.